Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today for episode 51 is Andy Heeren, uh, who I have been friends with since we met in level one at the IO Theater. And since then, he's gone on to gain uh, an interesting amount of notoriety as someone who uh, won the 15th season of Big Brother. Um, it was a lot of fun to uh, watch him during that process. Uh, Big Brother was not a show that I had watched since the first or second season, uh, but I'll be damned if I wasn't going to support him and follow his journey in any way that I knew how. Uh, so we talk about that a little bit. Uh, and the topic he chose um, was something that we, I think, I suggested, and he was like, oh, that's a great idea, uh, and I think you'll discover why. Uh, Andy just loves uh, uh, giving people a hard time in the form of lying, uh, and and as he covers uh, innocently for the most part, um, and just for the sake of having a good time and, and getting people who are willing to uh, take everything seriously uh, a, a little bit of a, a run for their money. And he has some of the most hilarious stories that you'll ever hear anyone tell because he just has so he's so quick and, and fast um, when he's coming up with the dumbest tales that uh that he just gets people on the line and there's no telling where it'll go um so i hope everyone enjoys this and gets a good laugh out of it um and you know his ability to lie and uh his um love for it and ease with it for the most part helped contribute to him winning half a million dollars on a reality television show so you can't fault the guy for that uh and he is is so much fun and i love getting to hang out with him and i uh, truly missed him while he was uh in a house with a bunch of other people that i didn't know that seemed crazy um <laughs> so i'm glad he's back in chicago now uh right before we recorded this we had stood in line for two hours to eat a bunch of hot dogs at hot dogs and it was worth it uh so don't let it be said that we're willing to give up on hot dogs uh cool i hope i hope everyone had a good memorial day weekend i know i sure did went to see grand budapest hotel finally enjoyed it and then cooked a bunch of meats and drank some beers and then went to a rehearsal for the Nerdlogs because we have more shows coming up in the next five weeks every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Public House Theater at 8 o'clock on Fridays and Saturdays at 2 o'clock on Sundays. That show is called The Lord of the Wrigley, The Fellowship of the Cubs. It is an adventure from Wrigleyville down to U.S. Cellular Field between a bunch of friends who become a fellowship. Uh, there's fantasy, there's baseball, there's dick jokes. What's not to love? Come check that out. It would mean a great deal. I think if you like this, you'd probably find something to like in that, too. Um, this Sunday... June 1st at that very same public house theater at 7 o'clock there will be a live recording of MBSing my guest is Max Temkin one of the creators of Cards Against Humanity uh, he is an incredibly funny guy I'm looking forward to it enormously I would love for anyone within the sound of my voice to join us there it will not cost money you will be able to buy booze uh, there will be some other past guests of the show doing some little 
cameos and bits with me uh i think it's just going to be an absolute blast i think it'll be a cool way for anyone who's done it to really talk to one another and hang out and i i mean i've had 54 ish of uh some of the best people that i know on this show and it's really meant a lot uh to get so much feedback on it especially uh after last week's um susan messing episode um it it's really fun you guys and i i love doing it so uh this year anniversary live thing is just a cool um mostly selfish chance for me to uh (laughs) get to enjoy the company of all those people who have done this with me uh so love 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 for people to come to that and that's uh pretty much it for right now on june 3rd which is a tuesday and every subsequent tuesday i'll be opening a show at the annoyance with my dear friend and past guest on the show ryan ben that show is called owls it will be at eight o'clock it's a one act um come check that out if you have any interest uh and with that i give you mbsing with andy heron enjoy i'm so excited to do this um i just started recording oh okay um just so you know i was almost not gonna tell you but i was like you know what we've been talking for hours already <laughs> i would have felt lied to if you had told me so. topical <laughs> cut it cut it i don't want this years <laughs> Oh, my guest today is Andy Heron. We <laughs> Hello. just decided that his topic is going to be lying. Yep. That's why he made his stellar joke <laughs> right. about feeling lied I would say it's probably going to be one of the best openers you've had in one of your podcasts in a while, am I right? You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Are you lying? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny because I feel like I don't know how much I've talked to you about this, but I don't think I'm very good at lying. Really? And I okay. don't like... It always just makes me feel very anxious. Okay. Okay. Um, I love being around you and being involved in some of your schemes. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like not something that comes very naturally to me. Yeah. Um, so I think this could be a really cool conversation. Oh, I completely agree. I lying constitutes roughly, I would say, half of my day every day. So, <laughs> be it like lying in person when I'm drunk, lying mm-hmm. via social network applications like Grinder. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, there people the things that you can get people to believe if you commit to getting them to believe it it's pretty astounding that's the thing is I feel like you're always so bought into whatever it is that you're lying about yeah. that's you can just sell people yep. and you know you just well, have such a chipper personality well, the other day I okay so this was maybe my most recent one that I thought was outrageous like it, I wonder sometimes the people that I'm lying to like what their actual story is. I'm mm-hmm. just like, how is it possible that this human being, like, this is a human being with, like, a family and, like, a conscious thought-making, like, process in right. their brain. How can they believe the things that I'm saying to them? So, I mess- a guy messaged me on Grindr, and he's like, hey, you looking? And I just write back, I just write back, help, I'm looking for my wallet because I've been robbed. Okay? And he... he what time of day was it? This was, like, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> And, he, and he's just like, he's just like, what? And I was just like, can you send me money? And he just goes, I've never met you. I don't know anything about you and you're asking me for money? And I was like, please, only give me like a routing number or something. That's all I need. Like a couple hundred bucks and then I'll be back on my feet. And he was like, he was like, well, could we like get dinner or something first? Oh, and I was like, and no, that's the thing. Like, I have now, I, I, have, I am now propositioning him for money, asking him for his routing number. And he's still like inquiring about getting to know me better. And so I'm just like, so then I write to him, I'm just like, I'm like, well, yeah, we can get dinner, but first give me money. And like, literally I wrote, I wrote, give me money. Like over and over and over again, give me money. And so then finally, I'm just like, uh, oh, I can't even remember how it came up. And he asked like how, like, oh, cause I told him I was just like, my phone got stolen too. Uh-huh. And so he was like, well, how are you messaging me? And I was uh-huh. just like, I messaged another guy on Grinder, a willing guy. And he got me an iPhone. Like, why aren't you giving me any money? And so then he was like, so you, a guy on 
Grinder got you an iPhone after you were robbed today? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. Like, that's why I'm messaging you. And so then I was just like, I'm going to make this even more absurd. Like, I'm going to make this just ridiculous. And so then I write to him, help, my grandma just fell down the stairs and broke her hip. And I was just like, I need to take her to the hospital. Can you drive me? I don't have any, like, idea or anything because I got mugged. And he was, and and then I go, but first give me money. Like, I was like, I was like, give me money, then we can help my grandma. And he was still just like, so, like, what are you into? And I was just oh like, my oh, gosh. my God. Not only have I shown you that all I want is food, I'm trying to basically con you out of, into getting me money. Mm-hmm. And now I have shown you that I care about getting money more than my hurt grandmother. <laughs> like, and you still want to get to know me better. Like, that's why I was like, who is this guy? Right. Who right. is this guy? I can see that being the reason that you would get so into I get it. such a kick out of it because so many people, I mean, for every guy that's like that, there will be one that's like, oh, fuck you. Go fuck you're yourself. Dying. Yeah, yeah. But like, like, when you find one like that, you have to roll with it. Uh-huh. Like, it's such a gem, you know? Uh, what do you think the inception of your love for lying was? I honestly don't even know. I just have so much, like, I feel like I just have so much fun. Like, when mm-hmm. I'm like, and this is making me sound insane. No, um, I love it. Like, if I'm out at a bar at night and, like, I'm, like, looking to laugh, like, looking to get my friends <laughs> to laugh, I'll just be like, watch this. And I'll, like, go up to a random person and just start crazily lying. And, like, like it's, like, a, it's like a show for, like, anyone around to, like, uh, like a, people watching me lie and, like, people believing it, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, just the other night, I was with my friend Amy, and I was just like, I'm about to start running, and I need you to start chasing me. Just, go <laughs> like, go along with what I'm going to do. And so I start running, and this is at like one in the morning on a Saturday night. I'm running uh-huh. down the street, and then my friend Amy is chasing me in like a cute little dress, and I just start screaming, "Help! She's mugging me! Help! Help! Help!" <laughs> and like everyone on the street, suddenly we were getting so many looks from people on the street. Like I was like, "Get away from me! Help!" You know, like cute, girl, running chasing me. But like I don't even, and I mean, I would say that my the uh, the uh, the like. Um, Oh my god! The ratio of uh-huh. me of me lying to me telling the truth greatly goes up when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big, big, big drunk liar. <laughs> Although I mean, like you, yeah, as you know, like I uh, won a national reality television show based on my ability to lie. Exactly. So I think that my lying or my drunk lying for years and years and years helped me to win that, like to win a bunch like of it. money on television. It you know? really seems like because also, like when I was on Big Brother all summer, all that I did was lie to people, and everyone believed everything. Everyone believed every damn word I said. Like it's amazing. every word, nobody ever questioned me ever. I know. It was Watching unreal. It, it was so funny because when I found out, uh, I was just like, "Oh, of course, Andy's going on Big Brother. <laughs> like yes. he's gonna destroy <laughs> as long as no one gets wise to it." Yep. Which. People got close to, I think. Yeah, but, but then I would get rid of them. Like, I'd be like oh, okay, like you gotta go. Like you're too onto it. I will yeah. lie to your face. Yeah. Well, like I'm trying to think of like where it stemmed from, and like yeah. the earliest thing that I can think of of like, uh, that's me, what, like that was going to be yeah. my question was the, what's the earliest the earliest thing, thing the earliest time I can think of of me actively benefiting from a lie. Uh huh. Um, and it wasn't even that big of a lie. I was in high school, and I was like in high school, I was a goody two shoes. Like I like didn't drink. I like got really good grades, you know. And so I remember I was really swamped because I did a bunch of extracurriculars and stuff too in addition sure. to being in like honors yeah, classes. me too. Mm-hmm. And I was on the newspaper staff and I was assigned like the stupid bullshit story about like the Model UN club <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I don't have time for this. Like I'm in the middle of like AP testing. Like uh-huh. this is annoying. And so I just made up a quote by the Model UN inv- advisor but it was like the most generic like it was like, it was like I love advising the Model UN said like so and so teacher. It's not that, like, even yeah. like anything you know? more specific yeah. than that. And so it, like literally I made that quote up and then I was like, because basically we would have like two weeks before the newspaper would be actually be printed. Uh-huh. Like, we would put the stories in and then like two weeks later it would come out. Sure. That is and surprising. I was just like, okay, like I've got two weeks to just talk to this guy and like get this generic quote out of him, you know? But then I just got too busy and I never did. And so the newspaper came out and he called me out on it. Like he like went to the newspaper oh, no. advisor and he was like, I never said this. Like, I was never interviewed. And so I got caught. And I like, and here's the thing, like this is, yet again, this makes me sound crazy <laughs> and like a horrible person, but like, I did not feel bad about this whatsoever. Like I was like, I didn't say anything ridiculous. Sure. No. I, like, I plagiarized, I guess. Like, sure. which, which I like took away a little bit of the integrity of like my journalism and my journalistic abilities <laughs> right. by doing this. But I was also just Did like, you have any intentions of like going to school for journalis- journalism or anything like that? I mean, you went for comm, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, you may but, like, have. Uh, wasn't the best thing to do, but I'm not gonna lie to you. When I like, I did not feel bad that I had done it. Sure. And so my like the newspaper advisor, she was like, I like 
she pulls me aside and she's just like, just to let you know, like, this is a really big deal. Like, oh, no. I might have to, because the newspaper was a class. It was not an extra, oh, it was, it was wow. a class. And so she was like, I might have to fail you for this week. Like, I, oh. like just the thought of getting like anything but an A, like, terrified me. Yeah. And so now I started to get nervous because right. I was like, shit, like, this is going to impact my GPA. Like, I don't personally feel bad that I did this. That's but I was like, so funny. But I was like, I have to get out of this. Like, uh-huh. I have to figure out a way to get out of this. And so I'm standing there and I'm just like, start to cry. Start to cry. Start to cry. And so I, like, will up every... I think of, like, oh, one of my dogs has just been put to sleep. I'm, like, Aww. thinking of that. I'm, like, thinking of anything that I can think of that would, like, make me cry. We so, talked about how so, much we both love yeah. our dogs. So, yet again, this is making me sound so manipulative and terrible. I'm, like, thinking of my dog's death to, like, benefit me in this situation. But so I, like, channel every bit I can, and I start crying. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean it. You know? And then I was just like... I was like, I've just been having like a lot of trouble at home. And like, I've been, like, and I wasn't like literally like, oh, no. like I had a grip, no. like, you know, and so I just started like basically pulling anything out of my ass to like gain sympathy like with, uh, with my advisor, you know? Uh, and so I basically, I basically make up a story about how I live in like a horrifying, like troubled household. And like, and, like it was a result of that, that I like, that I like made up one quote. And how big was your high US. school? What are the, it was, no, it was like, it was big. It was like 1500 people. Okay. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. It was more than that because my graduating class was like 600. So it was probably oh, like wow. 2,500 people. Yeah. Um, and so... So the odds that your teacher was going to know your parents or talk to them oh, about yeah, or something like no. that, pretty low. No, pretty low. And I mean, I didn't like say that my parents were like hitting me or anything. Right, sure. But basically, just I just like, said there was like... Fa- I used family, tr- like family trouble, you know? Which is such a... You know, if you're going to have an yeah, excuse... Yeah, family trouble. No one really wants to, wants to delve into it. <laughs> As a teacher now, oh my God, any of my students could use family trouble and I would not question it. Right, so, right, perfect. right, right. That's so, so I knew great. what I was doing. That's so And so, funny. she completely bought it. Like, gives me like a hug, like tells me how sorry she is about everything and I get no negative repercussions whatsoever. <laughs> and so I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I was just like... I just lied like crazy and it worked. Like I got out of it, you know? And so I was like, well, all right, perfect. And yeah. a star life was less, born. Life lesson learned, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the most popular life lesson, but one that works. That's so funny. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that's, I'm trying to, that's like the earliest time I can think of like actively gaming mm-hmm. from like a lie that I told. I remember mm-hmm. I also once, this is really bad too. Wow. This is making me sound like such a monster. I worked, I, I mentioned this while we were in the kitchen earlier. I worked in an interactive children's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one summer between college and back at home and I hate and you're from I, the suburbs I'm from Illinois. Aurora yeah okay, and Aurora. so I hated I hated this job so 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 much and basically like my boss was an idiot uh, I liked my coworkers, but just like I what I did was my job was a student I was a student explainer mm-hmm. okay and so what, oh, what my job was I was supposed to walk around and like help explain exhibits to people if they didn't understand them okay but the so problem not necessarily was, a tour guide. No, just there no, to but kind basically of... just there to annoy everyone and be like, <laughs> be like, do you need do you need explaining for this exhibit? And people would be like, no, there's a sign on it that literally says exactly what I need to do. You don't need to explain anything. So sure. I basically just walked around with my thumb up my ass because I like, didn't, I knew, but I would get in trouble if my boss walked by and didn't see me bothering people. Uh-huh. And so I hated it so much. And so my shifts, though, the one good thing is shifts were short. They were like five hours. Nice. You know, it was kind yeah. of like a serving gig or something. Sure. So if I went in, at, like if I went in, at, like, yeah, if I went in at, like 10 a.m., I'd be done by like three. You know, mm-hmm. and the place. Was open to like nine. That's not bad. And so, uh, so basically, you would either go in from like ten to three, or you'd go in from like four to nine. You mm-hmm. know. And so I go in at ten, and my boss is like, "Hey, just to let you know, someone took off for this evening, so you're gonna have to work like a double today." And I was just like, "No, and I was like, <laughs> I can't. Like, I, 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 I cannot do this. I hate this job so much. I'm gonna fucking." go on a murder rampage in this children's <laughs> museum if you make me work a double. And so I'm standing there and I'm like, why? Like, you have to think of a lie to get out of this. And I was like, but like, you have to think of a good one because you uh-huh. can't just be like, I want to go to the pool. Or right, like, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, like, you right. can't, like, and so I was like, oh, um, uh, I actually can't work past three today because, um, uh, and this was like when I was not good at lying yet. Right. And so I'm like, um, my, uh, my cousin is coming in to town from out of state. And I was like, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's terrible. And then I go, and, uh, he has cancer. And oh, I was like, oh, God. Like, you I was like, drop the oh. And so I'm like, as I'm saying it, I'm just like, I, like, I actually do like kind of feel bad. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, well, I had to like pull out the big, and like, that's like the biggest gun you can pull yeah, out, you, you know? Yeah. And so she then lets me out of it. Like, I do not have to work a double that day as I've used cancer as my scapegoat for getting out of it, which, no. like, my non-existent cancer-stricken cousin. Um, is and so, rolling in his yeah, grave. Yeah. <laughs> God. 
And so those were a few those were a few instances where maybe the ethics weren't the best behind them. But I feel like now my lying. Uh, I mean, I feel like my lying is harmless now. Like I, yeah. I, I have not lied ever since I've become like a teacher, and I feel like I've become a little bit more ethical in my right. old age, and I'm not a seventeen right. year old idiot. Right. Um, I would say all of my lying is done strictly for fun these uh-huh. days, as opposed to uh, unethical reasons. It seems like it. Uh, what are I feel like I remember because uh, we met in classes at I.O. Yeah. Um, just for the benefit of everyone else. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you told a story about a really big lie that you told on the first day of one of Lindsay Haley's classes. Because she always tells you to tell like oh, an yeah, interesting story. Yeah. And we took two classes with her. So the first one you told was something from college. Didn't involve lying. The second one was like there were police involved. Oh, when I, uh, that was when I, it was yes, I mean, I guess that does involve lying, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so it's, like, Christmas break, I'm in college, I'm maybe, like, a sophomore, and I'm hanging out with all my friends at home, <laughs> and I take my friend Jessica's phone, and I text a girl, this girl, Kate, that we all went to high school with, that, like, none of, I was like, why do you even have her number? Like, just, <laughs> I was like, this is weird, you know? Uh-huh. So I text her, I believe verbatim, and I still remember it pretty well. Uh, I am gonna, like, and, like, this is from Jessica's phone to this girl, Kate. Did, as, as Jessica. Right, I was gonna I say, write, so she knew it was I Jessica. write, uh, I am going to rip off your tits and serve fruit out of your ripped off tits. <laughs> and so, I Kate, knew it had something to do with yeah, tits, but I yeah, couldn't remember yeah. exactly what it was. So, very, very mature, you know. <laughs> and so, Kate, like, Kate then writes back the perfect response, just exactly what I wanted to hear. She writes back, who is this? Oh, so no, no. I was oh, like, that's right. right. I was, I'm gonna have I was just about to ask if she knew it was Jessica. And so or not. then, then I wrote back yet again, just continuing my streak of being extremely mature. I'm like 22 at this point, like 21, <laughs> 22 years old. I write back, the person who knows you fuck pigs. Oh. And, she, and, she, and she just, she just writes, she just writes like yet again. Not even that funny. Like I, mean, like, I could have yeah. talked with much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she writes back. She just writes back. I'm gonna call the cops. And I think that she's like kidding with me because I'm yeah. just, like she obviously like this per- like the, whoever is, is texting, even though she doesn't know who it is, is like being ridiculous. Yeah, you know? right. So she says, "I'm gonna call the cops." And it's this not was- like you're saying you're gonna come into her house and like pillage. Exactly. Yeah. And so this is my favorite text I sent. I thought this one was actually funny. I send back, "Fine, call the cops." And I'm back in Aurora, mind you. I go, "Fine, mm-hmm. call the cops." I've already fucked every cop in Aurora, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. And so, so she calls the cops and I go home and I get a tearful phone call from my friend Jessica and she's like, you have to come to my house right now. The police are here. And I was just like, oh, shut up. Like, no way, you know? And so she's like, no, I'm I'm not fucking around. Like the police are actually here. So I get in the car and I go to Jessica's and Jessica's entire family, her mother, her father, her siblings, and then my two best friends are also over there, are there with a police officer and the police officer sits me down and he's just like, were you? Send all these text messages, and I was just like, um, "Yes, like I did." And I was like, "I did not mean any harm by them." And he just goes, "He just goes well." And like this, the whole part, like so, he's like facing me, and everyone is behind him, like Jessica, her family, and all my oh, friends right. are behind yeah. him. And so he's looking at me, and he's just like, "Well, I mean, these were pretty vulgar text messages." And he's like, "I would have let it slide, but." That one about effing all the cops in Aurora, that really irks me. And I was sitting there and like I had to look at him and be like, I'm so sorry. But like in the moment, all I wanted to do was laugh. Face. All I wanted to do was laugh. Because I was like, this is he just told me about the part about effing all the cops in Aurora. The cops. And so the moment that I knew that like I was in the clear and like this was actually funny, yeah. Jessica's like very sto- like stoic, stern father is like behind the cop, and he's literally doing everything he can to stifle laughter. Like he's just like shaking, like you know what I'm saying, holding it in. And I'm just like <laughs> I am being lectured by a cop from Aurora who I basically just said that I fucked in a text message an hour ago. (laughs) The the thing is, as you're telling this story, I thought to myself, why wouldn't that just turn you off from doing this kind of thing? Like, that seems like the utmost of repercussions. Getting the police call. That's like the worst it could get, aside from, you know, actually getting arrested or something, you know, super dangerous happening, which it doesn't seem like you put yourself in those kind of situations anyway. But in my mind, I'm just like, well, 
that's probably the worst thing that could have possibly happened out of a situation like that. Yeah. And then you get to the end of the story and you see the father of the person who you had thrown under the bus <laughs> laughing. trying so hard to stifle after. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now this question is no. Like, yeah. of course you would keep doing it. That's yeah. hilarious. Like, my other favorite thing to do, uh, my friend, my best friend from home, her name is Mary. I feel like if we are ever being harassed by someone, like, trying to get our number, like, someone, like, aggressively sure. hitting on us, uh-huh. we will give the person the other person's number. So, like, if a guy is, like, hitting on me at a bar, I'll give him, <laughs> I think I'll you give told him Mary's number. Before, right, right. And so there's one night where I'm out with Mary and a bunch of other friends, and we go to Cheesy's, like, right off Belmont, mm-hmm. and it's, like, 3.30 in the morning, you know? Yeah. So I yeah, walk, like, Cheesy's gets bad crazy, too, yep. because it just, every, all the bars are yes, getting out. Yes. They still serve booze there. Yeah, until four, it's yes. Crazy. So I, I get my Cheesy's, I, like, it's a grill, I get a grilled cheese sandwich, I eat it, I walk outside, and Mary is talking to this, like, very, very, like, stereotypical, like, ghetto black guy. Okay. And, like, I like I hope that doesn't make me sound racist. Sure. But I mean, like, he, like, literally, he literally has, like, a pick in his hair. Okay. Like, I'm serious. All right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like yeah. seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, she's talking to him, and I walk outside, and I join their conversation, and I just hear, like, I wa- this is the first line of dialogue that I hear. He oh, looks no. at Mary, and he just goes, bitch, you ever been fucked so hard that you had a seizure? Oh, And Mary my goes, Mary goes, Mary's God. wasted. Mary just goes, yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I was like, well, and Mary, to, just to give her, like, a little bit of a background, is, like, a very sweet, like, elementary school teacher. She and really so, is an yes, elementary yes. school teacher. Yes, And so she says, yes, that she has been fucked so hard that she has had a seizure. And then he's just like, give me your number. And, like, like I said, this man is, like, being super aggressive. And I just hear her go, 630, and blah, 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 gives him my phone number. Oh, okay, it's yours. And so I'm standing there, and I'm like, well, fair game. Like, you know what? Like, she's, she, she's wasted. That's she's so like, funny yeah. that that's so much her default to do yeah, that. Yeah, even well, though she's she wasted. Wasted, and this man was obviously being, like, horrifyingly aggressive. Yeah, she gives him my number. <laughs> and so still gave him No, but number. the plot thickens. So uh, I, I know now that he has my number. Oh, boy. And so he texts me the next day, and he's just like, yo, where are you at? And I just write back to him, preparing to go to the movies. And he was just like, oh, what movie are you seeing? And I was just like, I'm going to the music box because they're showing my favorite movie of all time, Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was just like... I was just like, I'm going alone. Do you want- Hell, you yeah. look like the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm just like, so I have now shown, so I have now shown him that I have the world's, as Mary, that Mary has the world's worst taste in movies, and she is going to the music box alone to see Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, which you'd think that would, I feel like that would turn off most oh, people. Oh, for sure. I'd be um, like, okay, see you yeah. later. Nope, he's, Never. Into, he's into it. So he's just like, well, I can't come to the movie, but like, what are you doing after? And I was just like, oh, well, I'll text you, you know? Okay. I of course, I don't text him. Right. Like, two days later, he texts me back, and he's just like, yet again, he's like, where are you at? And I was just like, oh my god, like, I'm actually at the hospital. And he was just like, why are you at the hospital? And like, like literally, like, not like, why are you at the hospital? Why are you at the hospital? And like, I'm all caps. I'm imagining that all of them are in yeah. all caps, too, yes. And I'm just like, I'm just like, <sighs> I'm just like, it's kind of a long story. I'm just like, I was jumping on a trampoline at my friend's house, and I fell off the trampoline, and a dog ran over, and it bit my nipple, and it ripped my nipple off, and I did it surgically reattached. <laughs> And, like, absurd, right? I believe that... No, I didn't even say dog. I said doggy. I said a doggy (laughs) ran over. A doggy ran over and bit my nipple and ripped my nipple off. And so he is then just like... He's just like, what? Like, in all caps. And I was like, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm going to be in the hospital for a while. And... He still is like, well, let me know when you're out. Like, oh, my God. And I was just like, oh, oh my God. Oh, I reattached yeah. nipple. <laughs> and so that, I would say, like, a month goes by. I don't hear from him. Like, a month goes by, and I get a text. Uh. I get another text, and he's just like, how you been? And I was just like, oh, like, pretty bad, actually. And he was just like, what's up? And I was just like, well, I'm going to jail in a couple days. <laughs> and he was just like, why are you going to jail? And I was just like, well, you know, and I was like, yeah, again, I was like, it's kind of a long story. I was like, you know those, like, fake birds that they sell at craft stores? And he's just like, uh, I think. And I was like, well, I stole a bunch of them, and I got caught, and I'm going to jail. Like, I I have to go to jail because of it. 
And he's listening. This is when I get the best text from all of them. He's just like, you seem like a very interesting, like, this is like very, and this is like nicer than usual for yeah, him. He's, yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like really putting in like, this the This is a man who, who, the first thing you ever heard him say was, was have you ever been, been fucked so hard? Yep. Did you have a seizure? Yep. He just writes, he just, he just writes, you seem like a really interesting person. I would love to spend more time with you. And Shut I was just like, oh, up. I was like, okay, so this man thinks that, at, like, thinks that Mary has been fucked so hard she's had a seizure, that she has had her nipple r- ripped off by a doggy after jumping on a trampoline, that she's going to jail for stealing craft birds, and that her favorite movie he, is Legally Blonde not too. Even sure, even though he's not even sure what those are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I know what that is. Oh my god, okay, one other really quick Mary story. Sure. So this is the story of how me and Mary are pretty sure that we have caused a human death. Oh no. Um, oh no. So... So Mary, I get I'm uh, I'm in college and uh-huh. I'm like sitting. At my, it's like a Wednesday at like eight p.m. You know, uh-huh. so I'm like watching TV, like doing my homework, like being responsible. And I get a phone call from Mary, and she's just like, "Hey, I'm fucking trash." And I was just like, "What are you doing? Like, it's eight p.m. on a Wednesday. Like, why are you so? You're, why are you blacked you're out?" You're elementary school teacher. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you blackout drunk? And so she's just like, oh, "She wasn't a teacher at this because we were still yeah, in college." Sure, okay, okay but still, I'm just yeah. like, "What is wrong with you?" You know, and so you're a yeah. So I'm, of course, me being the amazing friend I am, I'm like, "Mary, get on Facebook chat." Oh and so Mary God. gets on Facebook chat, and I was like, "Mary, tell me who's on Facebook chat, and I'm going to pick someone for you to talk to." And like yet again, like whenever Mary drunk she'll be like whatever I say uh-huh. and so I'm just so she's like reading names up and she names this like kind of like awkward guy from our high school that like I was pretty good friends with but like she literally like never spoke Probably. to yeah yeah and I was like oh my god Mary chat you need to you need to chat with him immediately and so I'll like I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Over the course of probably a half an hour, I had Mary convince this guy that she was working at the Shedd Aquarium as a whale poop cleaner, like in the <laughs> whale tank cleaning whale poop. And then when he asked what she did, and, like he was like, what was your major in college to get that job? I had her tell him acting and that she had to audition for it. She had to audition for the job of cleaning whale poop out of the whale tank at the Shedd Aquarium. Because you have to do it and, really convincingly. Yeah, and that she worked on commission based on how much, based on pounds of poop that she cleaned out of the tank. <laughs> And that she worked uh, 18 hours a day. And, like, mm-hmm. like literally worked 18 hours a day. And was it worked five days a week, 18 hours a day. And was able to go home and sleep for, like, Stop. three hours. And then had to go back. And he kept believing Stop. all of it. So then, then I was like, Mary, tell him you have to get a buzz cut. And so, Mary, because Mary has, like, long, beautiful brown hair. And so, I'm, she's just, she tells me she has to get a buzz cut. And for the he, job. For the job. And he asks why. And I'm like, Mary, tell him you have to get a buzz cut because whales bite ponytails. Like, they're, they're notorious for biting ponytails. That's why you have to get a, that's why you have to get a buzz cut. And so, oh. that's what she tells him. And then, like, so, we end, like, she ends the conversation. Like, a week goes by. And she calls me and she's like... Oh my god. She's like, go to CNN.com immediately. Oh no. And so I go to CNN.com and like the, the headline is like, sea, or it's like whale, or whale trainer at SeaWorld killed after whale like bites ponytail. Like, like Shamu fucking bit down on this trainer's ponytail and like dragged her underwater and killed her. And like Mary's just like, Oh my! She was like, "We put, we the, put like, this into we the world. put that idea into the world, and then it happened." Like she was just like, "This is God being like, well, yeah, you gave me a new way, you that know." Like, is isn't that unreal? Horrifying or- and hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, what I was gonna say about the the um, you seem like a very interesting person, guy. Is it <laughs> yeah. like? To me, you said already, like, there's, it seems like there's certain, there's only a specific type of person who really will, uh, yes, no pun intended, bite, yeah, um, yep. in, onto this and, like, be willing to just play it. I feel like I wouldn't go this far. No. Or, or if I did, it would be because I was intrigued by yeah. it, because I'd just be like, okay, what the fuck? But it wouldn't be me going, like, oh my god, I can't believe this is real. <laughs> yeah. I would just be, like, doing bits with you, you know? Yeah. But to me, it's like, this guy had her number in his phone, tried a couple times, and like, how did he put it in there? Like, Mary, outside of Cheesy's. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he probably had her in his, like, seizure girl. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, Miss Seizure, Cheesy Seizure. And so, to me, it's already baffling that this person would, in any way, keep in touch with her. You know, yeah. a month later, after she told him that her nipple got bitten off by a doggy, he's like, I'm gonna see how that nipple girl is, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna check back in with her. Yeah, I'm gonna check in with nipple girl and it's so to me i think all of that has to be tied together somehow like 
I just feel like it's a very specific type of person who's willing to just be as gullible as yep. uh, those those few stories. And when you, because I feel like those that type of person doesn't come along that often. But when you no. find them, you really have to roll with it. Yeah, you know? and I feel like you're also the master of like once you get them on the hook, you <laughs> just make it more and more <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you feel? What do you feel like was the most ridiculous like story that you told while you were in the well, like this like in the Big Brother house? Oh yeah, um, but in general and in the Big in Brother general, house. this one isn't even that ridiculous. But just the pedigree of the recipient of the lies like made me very impressed. Oh sure. So I'm at Roscoe's one night, like it's a gay bar, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting talking to this guy, and I learn that he is a professor of theater at Northwestern. Wow. Okay. And I'm just like, oh my god! Like, if I can pull off a drunk lie, yeah. like, that's like that's that's like that's that's, that's, a, that's a big notch in my yeah, in yeah, my belt, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, well, I'm just really excited that I can even come out tonight. And he was like, why? Like, why is that? And I was like, well, I'm typically so busy. And he was just like, well, what do you do? And I was like, I'm I'm Anna Winter's assistant. And he's just like the the one from Vogue. And I was like, yeah, like I'm her assistant. And I was like, I'm like on like I'm like on a on a like trip in Chicago. I'm like scouting some stuff for her. And if, if people don't know, Anna Wintour is who the Devil Wears Prada is. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was assuming. And so, yeah. literally, I oh, just... you, like, described the plot of Devil Wears No, Wars. I'm not kidding. I literally just start giving plot points from the Devil Wears Prada. Like, I'm just like, yeah, like, you know... I'm, and, like, I even mentioned it. I'm like, yeah, like, you know the scene in the Devil Wears Prada where she, like, throws her coat on the desk of the assistant she likes the least? She doesn't throw her coat on my desk. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, talking like that. That's And literally giving so plot points from the movie, and funny. he is buying... Every second of it, he's just like, "Oh, this is so exciting!" Like, and then I tell him, "I'm just like, yeah, like I'm from Chicago. I was supposed to, I was supposed to have like a 30 day like vacation coming here. Like, I was supposed to like do some scouting for her and then like stay and like just see my family." Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "But she's making me come." That's back. a good thing to be able to like, so that you still know a lot yeah. about Chicago. You're not just yeah. visiting. And I was like, "But she's making me come back after two days because like she like doesn't want me to like." She, like, needs me back in New York, you know? So, like, oh, it's frustrating because, like, I never get a break. I work literally 24-7 for her. And, like, every bit of it he believes. Like, I was oh sitting there and, like, God. I leave. And, like, my friends, like, a bunch of my friends were watching and they were like, it was like watching art. Like, <laughs> like, we couldn't believe it, you know? See, like, that's really fun. I think that's that's something that I could, I don't think I could pull it off. Yeah. But I could see myself getting into that kind of, like, the idea of describing the plot of a movie. Yep. Especially to someone who's a theater professor, and then still buying it is amazing. No, my me. other favorite drunk lie at bars, and this is a more this is one that I do more habitually that uh, that benefits me like greatly, as you'll see in a second. I'll be like standing at the bar, and if anyone starts like, small talk with me, like let's mm-hmm. say someone's like, "Oh, how's your night going?" Yeah, I'll just be like, "Oh, well, like really good, actually." And they'll be like, "Oh, well, why is that?" You know, yeah. and I will, and no matter what time of year it is. Even if it's not the time that, like, acceptance letters are coming out, I'm uh, just like, well, like, I actually just got news that I've been accepted to Harvard Law uh, School. Yeah, I think you've told And this people will be like, oh my god, Harvard Law School, that's amazing, yeah. you know? And I'm just like, yeah, it's like my dream. This is when it gets absurd. Uh-huh. I'm just like, have you ever seen the movie Legally Blonde? Yeah. And, like, people will be like, oh yeah, with Reese Witherspoon. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I saw that movie when I was, like, 12, and it changed my life. Like, uh-huh. I, kn- I knew that I wanted to go to Harvard Law School, and, like, uh-huh. I'm, like, a real-life Elle Woods. And, like, be- people are just, like, instead of people being like, that's ridiculous, you base <laughs> your life idiot. plan off of a 2000 romantic comedy starring Reese Witherspoon, uh-huh. people are like, oh my god, that is amazing. Like, good for you. And they'll be like, this is when it gets awesome. They'll be like, drinks on me. Like, what do you want? Like, do you Stop. want a drink? And I'm like, I'm telling you like clockwork. I would say four out of every five people that I say this to buy me a drink. And I'm, I'm like, well, like, they'll be like, to Harvard Law. I'm like, I'll take a drink with me. And I'm like, I'll walk over to my friends and they'll be like, did you just, did you Harvard just do the Harvard Law? Law, Law and like, did you just get another free drink out of that person? So... <laughs> That's amazing because we even talked about how much you love pop culture and yeah. how you thought about like s- somehow trying to tie that into what your topic was going to be. So I feel like that makes a lot of sense as well. Just like, <laughs> um, have you ever? Here's a fun one. Do you feel like you've ever like bought someone a lie that someone was telling? I'm trying to think. Like, it's very rare that I do, but I have. It just seems um, like you'd be able to I'm see like, the seams. Yeah, as, as someone who is kind of an expert at it, right. I feel like I can pick apart, like, when someone's fucking with me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was just... 
because uh, I feel like there was one recently where I was like taken aback by something that like mm-hmm. I did, that I fell for, mm-hmm. but I can't even remember what it was. Uh, I will also say that the last time we hung out and uh, drank together, uh, we you got into this thing, or it was uh, me, you, and your friend Rachel, and uh, everyone knew that we met. You would introduce us as Phyllis and Consuela. Yep, my BFFs, <laughs> Phyllis and Consuela, of course. And we were willing to play along totally. And there's some people who. There's, we were just talking about this earlier tonight or earlier today. There's a guy who got so mad, <laughs> so mad, but not at me. No, at you and Rachel. Yeah, like, and especially because I think you were like, "These are my friends, Phyllis and Consuela," and then you like left. <laughs> <laughs> to try to convince this man that our names were Phyllis and Consuela. And I, I, it's like I said, I just feel like he could have easily said, okay, let me see your ID. But instead he was just angry. Like, yeah, your names are Phyllis and Consuela. Cool. Great. It's like, dude, why why are you so mad? Why? why? First of all, what if our names really were? Yeah, that would be, like, how, how horrifying. Offensive. So like, people actually, no offense to people named Phyllis or Consuela no. listening to this. <laughs> yeah, it would be terrible, one. But two, like, for him to be so cruel, yep. just be angry at us yep. that our names where Phyllis and Consuelo. I would say my greatest overarching lie, and this because this was like over an entire semester in college. Uh-huh. Um, so my friend Maria got rid of her Facebook, like going into senior year of college. Okay, uh-huh. and so me and my friend Sean were like, of course we're going to make a fake Facebook. Oh my her. god! And so her name is Maria Marinkova, and so we make Maria Riri Marinkova is like her <laughs> fake Facebook, and we literally upload like the most absurd picture of her that we can find. We make her interest like all she does is like quote Britney Spears and like talk about how much she loves like. Um, the Nutty Professor movies and like Big Mama's House and like, just ridiculous but, shit. But Nutty Professor's movies. Like, movies. Like, the series, yeah. Just like shit and like that, you know? Clumps we, yeah, we make her sound like a complete moron. And so, but where it gets awesome is I had a class with Maria that semester. We were both like comm majors or mm-hmm. media majors and like and we're in a comm class together and it's, it's a class that's all about folklore. It was actually a really cool class. Um, but... We had, like, an online discussion board that we would have to post to, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, as a result, I had access to... It was only, it was only like, a 25-person class. Mm-hmm. As a result, I had access to the names of every single person in the class, of all 25 sure, people. Sure, yeah. And so, I then, one night, went on Maria's Facebook, and I friended every everyone. single person in the of class course. as Maria Riri Marinkova. And so, Maria Riri Marinkova's big thing was that she would always post about her cat that she loved, and she would always post in all caps. <laughs> And so she would be like, she would be like, oh, and she loved like R-O-F-L, L-M-A-O, like, yeah, like you know, like abbreviations right. like that. Right. And so she would be like, R-O-F-L, like night in with my kitty, like he's the only man for me, L- like L-M-A-O, uh-huh. you know, like just, just uh-huh. in all caps, just sounding like the world's biggest idiot. I feel like that's also something that now people do it like ironically. Yes, but just, back then, like it was not exactly. ironic. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, I feel like four or five years ago, yeah, not how ironic. long ago that was. And so I would write on people's, from the class, I would like write on their face. Facebook wall. That was when you saw like a wall you could write yeah. on. I would be like in all caps. I'd be like, "Hey girl, love you so much. I like, can't wait to see you in class tomorrow." To like a girl that Maria had never Probably spoken not. to. Probably not. Yeah, never yeah, spoken. Yeah. And Maria had no idea this was happening. So Maria would walk into class and she would like Maria's like kind of quiet and soft spoken. Uh-huh. She would walk into class and just sit down and not fucking say a word to like anyone but me and like we had two other friends in the class. Yeah. And like you could see everyone in the class like staring at her, just being like, "This girl is fucking nuts." Like they'd be like, literally, that? all she does on Facebook is scream in all caps, and like in class she doesn't say a word to anybody. Like it's so weird. That and I so, would think she was so bizarre. Yeah. And so I this one, like, there's a girl in my comm class who has to be crazy. And like, and, like <laughs> she would personally like reach out to people, you know. And then not say, like, on, on Facebook, she, I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. On Facebook, I, like, as Maria, I would, like, write on people's walls, and then Maria would come into class and not acknowledge them. And I so think she was absolutely crazy. So one day, I'm just like, I, I have to kill her cat. Like, her cat has to die. <laughs> okay? And so I write, I write a status, and it's just like, LMAO, and, like, in all caps, LMAO, I came into the house tonight and turned the oven on, and my kitty was in the oven, and I accidentally, like, think I might have killed my kitty. And the cat did not die immediately. Maria had, like, a week-long period where she was at her kitty's bedside at the hospital. Maria Riri. Maria Riri Mancova. <laughs> and so it would be like, it would be like, it would be like, LOL, at the hospital, at my kitty's bedside, like, debating if I should pull the plug or not. Like, so sad, LMAO. And, like... <laughs> So finally, the, the tragic day came where Maria had to pull the plug. You know, Maria mm-hmm. had to kill. She had to end mm-hmm. the life support of her Poor kitty, Mary. who she had, who she had ovened to death. <laughs> 
And so, yet again, this was all public on Facebook. And uh-huh. so, every, like, there was this one guy from class named Mark who, bless his heart, like, on every one of these statuses, he would be like, Maria, I'm so I sweet. was just about to ask if how many, like, real people interacted back yeah. with her. So, he would always run, he would run in her wall, and he would, or he would, like, comment on her status. Yeah. And he would be like, I'm so sorry you're going through this, Maria. It's never easy to lose a pet. And, like, it almost, he was being so sweet. It was also uh-huh. the point where, like, I started to feel bad. Like, yeah. I was like, that's why I was like, we have to kill this cat. And this, it. like, you know, Get I have to, like, it. I have to, this guy is being so sweet. I, like, he, it takes a lot to make me feel bad. And, like, yeah. I, like this guy is being so nice, like, sure. I feel bad. Right. But it was also, I also just thought it was so awesome that he, like, believed all yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, at the end of the semester, we went on, like, a class bar crawl together, and, like, the truth came out. Like, I, like, told everyone. And, like, everyone, like, their minds were blown. People were just like, oh, my God. That's like, they were like, we thought hilarious. she was crazy. That's such a good long con, you know? And That's so, such a good no, long No, so this con. is where it's awesome, though. This, this pulls back right into, like, the police officer and my friend's dead laughing like yeah. the ending caveat of like what could be a horrible situation uh-huh. yeah so, like, what did Maria so, like, so Maria thought it was hilarious okay um, and like but the other thing is people could have like been actually mad at me and been like you yeah. were like manipulating us blah For blah sure. blah no everyone thought it was hilarious and then Mark remember Mark like the sweet guy that was commenting on everything right me and him, like, got to talking. He was like, you asshole. Like, I believed you. We get to talking. We then started, like, hanging out as friends. We became such good friends that I was invited to his wedding this summer. Stop. That's I swear. so funny. I literally got an invite to his wedding. And, like, that is how I met him. That's fucking hilarious. With him as fake Maria. I love that. <laughs> it can bring people together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, uh, I know I kind of asked, like, what you think one of your biggest, uh, like, lies that someone convinced you of was. But I feel like there's... Like, lying is a thing that permeates a lot of, uh, you know, especially as a comm major, I feel like um, that has to be tied to, and I mean, you are still going to start being a comm professor again, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I feel like that's really tied to a lot of uh, your interests. Yeah, oh yeah. And not necessarily, how do you feel about it? Well, I feel like, oh sorry, keep going. Outside of, like, your own, like, love of just trying to uh, manipulate people in these fun, silly, like, relatively harmless ways. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I feel like my my lying always comes, like, I don't, like, I mean, in that one instance, like I said, in high school, I, like, gained yeah. something from it. But I feel like, sure. for the most part, I don't gain anything except for, like, humor and enjoyment out of and it. And sometimes drinks it's harmless. Dummies, exactly. exactly. Who are like, oh my it's, god, I love that Legally yeah. Blonde inspired you. <laughs> yeah. But it's right. harmless. It's not, like, unethical. I'm not, like, hurting anyone, right. you know? And so it's fun. I feel like if it ever transcends, like, because I feel like there are other people, like, there are people that will, like, if you watch, like, the TV show Catfish or things, like, people will, yes. like, catfish people and like really fuck with people's emotions and yeah. like I feel like that is that's, that's like tough. that's taking it too far okay. for sure. I think that's like sadistical you know yeah, yeah. Um, sadist- sadistic sadistical sadistic. is not a word yeah. <laughs> I think that is sadistic yeah um, and I mean my stuff never transcends that I mean I feel like I'm never actually I, I feel like if you believe like the things that I'm telling you, like you like come kind on. of like you know what I'm saying and it's also just like I'm never like let's meet up or you know like, right. things like that you know sure um, and I feel like if it ever gets you to that never point, you never said like Hey, let's meet up and then just blow some. Exactly, off and I've like never that. like if I could like I mean that's good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I always I'll give them like ridiculous, ridiculous scenarios where like I can I'm just like if you believe this, like come the fuck on, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like I've never I never actually act like a real human being mm-hmm. when I'm mm-hmm. like fucking with people. Sure, sure. Um, but that's good. Keeping yeah. it just absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, is always. definitely. Always. Well, and I feel like. Improv, I always say that, like, doing improv has, like, really helped me in this, too, because, like, improv, you're always lying. Uh-huh. You're, like, I mean, you're literally, like, and I, I say, I mean, you're making shit up yeah. on the spot. You're not telling the truth, you know, right. you're, like, playing a character that, like, you're literally making things up. Uh-huh. And so, I feel like... like I almost like, asked about that, too. Yeah, like, I, I feel like going. improv, like, when I was auditioning for Big Brother, for example, mm-hmm. I told them, I was just like, I think I'm going to be a big threat because I have a master's degree in communication and I, like, know what to say to people and, like, how to say it. Yeah. And I was like, and I also do improv and I can lie my ass off on the spot. Like, I can come up with something like that mm-hmm. and, like, it's convincing, you know? Uh-huh. And I was like, I think that everyone will think I'm, like, their BFF and, like, not a threat whatsoever mm-hmm. until it's too late. And that's, yeah. like, pretty much what happened. That really is what happened. I feel like there was one, the one double elimination where you got rid of Judd. Yeah. I feel like that was the time when I was just like, oh, shit, he made that happen so quickly. Yeah, yeah, because well, Judd, like... Judd was like weirdly picking fights with me and like uh, kind of playing a similar game to me where like everyone liked him. Yeah, I was, I was like, Judd's gotta go. He's the only go. other person in the house that on a personal level everyone loved. Yeah, I was like, he's gotta go, you know, like yeah. he's too big of a threat. And so, bam, like in the double eviction, uh-huh. like did I, like, and like, I feel like my game was so insidious. Like, I never actually said, let's get rid of Judd. I would go up to people and I'd be like, Judd's making me nervous. Yeah, like, right. I, like, I see him talking to this person right. and this person. And then people would be like, oh my God, oh, we gotta we get should... rid of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I was like, oh, you guys thought of that. You're so smart, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. I 
feel like especially Helen was a big yeah. culprit oh, of yeah. that. Oh, where yeah. she would always like take uh she would like take uh credit for things that like you had suggested or totally, someone else had totally. suggested where she would just be like, I am the mastermind. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, come Helen, on, Helen, you keep thinking that because you're going to be out in a couple weeks <laughs> and, and I'll still be in. Yep. That was so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you were their dream in terms of, like you said, like major, likable, interesting, like rem- memorable in so many ways mm-hmm. that even if you hadn't won, yeah. it still would have been like, you would have still made a, uh, you know, mark on the show. Yeah, although, it, like, yes and no, I feel like. Because, like, in real life, I feel like I'm, let's say, I, I mean, I'm not saying that I am, but let's say if in real life I'm a 10, like, when it comes to my personality. Sure. Like, it, like, if we're talking, like, outrageous. Like, I'm sure. wacky, I'm outrageous. Oh, right, I feel yeah. Like, I feel like in the Big Brother house, I was, like, a 4, you know? Yeah. I was, like, I played it down, you know? Yeah. I, like, never wanted to be, like, in the center of anything. Like, I was one, mm-hmm. I wanted everyone to think that I was just, like, this wallflower mm-hmm. that they could, like, that would just, like, do whatever they wanted, even though, like, I was kind of silently in control of everything. You right, know? yeah. Yeah, I feel like it not necessarily a, a Dreamcast member in terms of... Like, I didn't uh, fight with anybody. I didn't, like, right. cause trouble, you know? Right, Whereas, you know, someone like Amanda, I feel yeah. like, totally takes over that kind of role yeah. where she was willing to just, like, grind anyone's gears. Yeah, like, totally. Well, <laughs> totally. we'll see who is... Uh, <laughs> Who's got the money at the end. Who's there at yeah. the end. Yeah. It was so interesting just like watching it all happen knowing you and and i've never been in that situation before like watching a reality show yeah. with someone that i knew personally um but i loved it so much me and my roommate stephanie would talk about it all the time <laughs> like i had never really watched big brother before that uh and just seeing you like just like you said it's like using all of those lies that you loved yeah. in the first yeah. place was yep. so much fun it's so satisfying well and like that was the time where like I mean I didn't really even tell ridiculous lies in the big brother yeah. house I just like basically my thing was I was like a yes man I was like literally uh-huh. just tell everyone what they want to hear at all times uh-huh. even if you're lying you know yeah. and people would be like am I safe I'd be like of course you know and then I would walk to the other room and actively plot against that person right you know? like, and that's the thing it's like that's all it took though but it's easy to do those kind of things but I, I feel like the back end is the hard part yeah but you're just so good at like playing everyone and like, yeah, say, like saying what people want to hear yeah like, that was the thing i was i was like you have because like if you're always telling everyone what they want to hear hopefully they won't compare notes because they'll think that you're like so on board with them you know yeah. like they won't want like nobody ever wanted to like screw me over nobody mm-hmm. ever wanted to like wrap me out to anyone because mm-hmm. everyone thought i was their biggest ally so, even though like i remember yeah that's when i knew that you were doing really well in the house was they showed it was the first time you won hoh and they showed a montage of literally everyone in the house being like, oh, me, I'm fine. Me and Andy are so tight. And it's like, yeah. Literally everyone says the same sentence. Oh yeah, me and Andy are, he's probably like the person I'm closest to in the house. Yeah. It was amazing. I was just like, of course this is what's happening. And, it, and even to like the outside audience, it had been happening really quietly. I think. Yeah. I think it was something that we all knew as your friends that you were probably doing really well, but I don't think that the traditional American yeah. audience knew that that was happening. And then from that that point forward, I feel like everyone had their eye on you. Oh yeah, uh, which was so, well, everyone wanted, so everyone like was so enraged because they wanted me to get caught all season. They were like, "He's lying, everyone. He's being such like a little rat idiot." I know. And, like, I love it. Yeah, and they wanted me to get caught, and I never did. You know. I just feel like, why else do you watch the show? Like, why? I just don't understand why people got so mad about that. Yeah. It's like, what? The, he's doing this thing that you like watching really well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, why like, why are you mad? Yeah, yeah. Why are you mad? <laughs> that never will make any sense to me. Yeah. But you've handled it very instructive. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, yet again, I feel like that's just like, I mean, my, I feel like in life, it, ta- it takes so much to offend me. I like mm-hmm. don't take a lot of things very seriously. I'm always so jokey, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm playful. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the best way that I can handle like all the hate that I got for the show is just like make fun of it you uh-huh. know like, yeah, yeah. What, like I'm not gonna actually like who cares what some idiot in like Alabama on Twitter who has three followers like thinks of me right. if, they're, if they're tweeting at me all the time that I'm a horrible person I don't care you know I thought you said it takes a lot to offend you and I think this is really telling and like in the when I look back on it kind of ironic there was a picture of um, me you and another guy from our uh, IO class Chris Woolsey yeah. and like it was at his uh, I think 30th birthday party um, and we took a picture and we're all looking real fine and like drunk but fun happy rosy cheek drunk and um i love it that night was so much fun yeah. i had like the best conversations with you and him yeah about how much we all loved each other yeah. and like he's the best yeah, yeah ah, love him so much and um when you put po- you like took the picture and when you posted it the caption was racist <laughs> <laughs> i 
racist. Like, no other words. Just, like, racist. <laughs> Not, like, I love these racists. Just or, like, racist. just all caps with, like, a few exclamation points. Racist. Racists. And it made me laugh so much when all the controversy surrounding your season happened. Yeah. Because I was just like, well, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was one thing that, like, one thing that, like, pissed me off after my season. Because, like... Okay, so people on my season, like, did say some racist stuff, uh, but, like, I didn't. No. Like, you know, and, like, I'm, like, conscious enough of the fact that, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm well, number one, I'm not racist, and number two, <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm on TV, like, why, like I'm not going to say I'm anything, you know, I'm, yeah. yeah, not a moron, and so, like, after I got off the show, people were, like, you're a racist, and I would be, like, okay, like, you might hate no. me for, like, how I played the game, but, like, can you, can you give me an example of me being Cite a racist? sources. Yeah, and people would be, like, well, you were in the room when people said racist things, and, like, you nodded, and I was just, like... Literally, that does not make me a racist. Like, <laughs> that makes me a person playing a game who didn't want to cause any waves. Like, I was uh, like, if I would have, like, gotten on my fucking soapbox and been right. like, everyone, you should all be ashamed of yourselves for these comments. Right. You know, then I would have been out the door the next week, you yeah. know? So I just sat there and, like, bit my tongue, and uh, apparently that makes me a racist enabler, <laughs> which I think is so ridiculous. <laughs> It just made me laugh so much to, like, look Racist. back at that picture. <laughs> I'm surprised, like, no one has found that and been like, see? He said yeah, it. He admits it. He said yeah. it. Oh, I would gladly stand by you in that situation. Yeah. yeah he did say that. We're all very racist. We are extremely racist. <laughs> God. What if I was that person, though? Can that you, like, just... release? No, while I'm on the yeah. show, you, like, release that to the press. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I send it straight to TMZ. Andy Heron's own words. <laughs> oh my god I can't even imagine uh, well that's the thing like I feel like that's why I feel like part of me like I was telling you earlier like I don't accept random people as friends on Facebook yeah, because because like, like, Facebook is like the sacred one Facebook is the one where like I can be ridiculous and offensive and vulgar and like it doesn't offend people no one's you know? gonna like, turn around and, and like I said so yeah like I feel like now after being on this stupid season of Big Brother where everyone was able to racist um, I who like and where in fact there were like six racist comments made all damn season. And, yeah, like, we were like the season of racist as a result, right. which is so ridiculous. Sure, um, but like if like if I were to post like let's say I posted a picture of you and me on Twitter today uh-huh. and just wrote racist, people would be like, he's like see? yeah, so they would either be like see he is a racist, or they'd be like he's making fun of like the oh, racism, you know? Sure, like, right, 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 so. right, right. It's annoying. But you, it's nice that you can still, you know, have a personal life yes. outside of that. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and, like, thank God for Facebook in that regard. Right. Right. And settings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Let's see. What uh, would you say, how do you feel like lying factors into your job as a teacher? Okay. So... I always teach my students, like, one of the big lessons that I teach them is fake it till you can make it. Okay. okay? I'm just like... And you I'm, are just, like, an intro comp. Yeah, it's like, it's like intro public speaking. Okay, yeah. that's right. And that's so right. I tell that's them right. all, I'm just like, okay. I mean, of course, you'd better, like, have good sources that are that are that, that can be backed up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that to make sure. sure they're reputable. But I'm just like, even if you're, like, rehearsing your speech and you don't feel that confident about it, like, let's say you come into the class and, like, you're nervous and not feeling that confident, like, if you can just make it seem like you're confident, if you can just speak with, like, you know, and that's why I hammer in, like, good speaking skills, mm-hmm. not even, like, what you're saying, like, how you are saying it, like, your mm-hmm. posture, your tone, like, things sure. like that. I'm like, if you sound confident and if you sound like you know what you're talking about, you can win people over, I you know? I yeah. I'm like, you could have every fact straight about everything, but if you seem nervous while you're talking about it, people no are going to like... believe you. I mean, they, they either they won't believe you or they, like, won't be that into it. We'll they'll take it bored. with a grain of salt. Like, they'll, like, they'll think that you, like, didn't really... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it just makes you seem not as reputable sure. and not as credible. Right. And I'm just like... Even That's if like you, the even definition if, of I'm like, politics. I'm like, like, yeah, you can come up here and give the most bullshit speech. And I always tell them, I'm like, you can come up here and give the most bullshit speech. And of course, I'm going to know it because, like, I'm checking your sources. Like, right. They're not going to get an amazing grade from me. Right. But you will still probably weirdly, like, win your audience over. That's so Because funny. you sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I'm just like, you need to have, like, the one of the biggest, the most most strong keys to credible public speaking is confidence, you uh-huh. know? And so I'm just like, make sure that, you, like, I'm, I know, and I tell them, I'm like, of course everyone gets nervous before they speak. Uh-huh. But it's just like, if you, can ma- if you can master, like, the body posture and, like, the vocal tones and things like that that make you seem confident, sure. even if you are nervous, it really will help, you know? That's so funny. And so I teach them that and organization. Like, you have to have, like, you have to have like a very clear order of like what you're going to talk about and like mm-hmm. you have to have transitions between things to like keep mm-hmm. the audience engaged those are like the biggest things when it comes yeah. to effective public speaking you know cool. but I like fake it till you make it is something like I always teach them because I'm just like 
if you seem like you care about what, like and I and I also tell them pick something that you care about talking about yeah, because then of like course. because then you will actually care about talking about it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's really that's been something that's really come to light on this show on this show that I do um, is that there have been some people who uh, I've either. More often it's people who ask me to be on the show who I think like, oh, I never would think about that person being like all that talkative around the way. That's someone that I I love talking to, someone that I know and like enjoy as a person. And and it's even been a couple of people that I've invited to do it. Um, that I, and like, before we start, I'm, I get a little nervous of like, am I going to be able to keep this going? Um, how's this going to go? But then I... Every single time, it's always just like, I can't get them to stop talking yeah. because they're talking about something they love yep. and it's so interesting and so unexpected. Yeah. So I totally, I think that's absolutely pertinent yeah. advice. No, and like I'll have students that'll be like, okay, well I'm going to do my speech on like, uh, recycling. And I'm just like, do you really care that much about recycling? I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure like we all like to recycle, but I'm just like, right. do you really think that you can craft an engaging eight minute speech about recycling? Like, right. do you really the think only, that like... That's only like a quirky side plot on a TV show exactly. or something. <laughs> And it's, but it's like it's like that they know they can like easily find research on. It's like a cop out kind of sure, a choice, you know. Sure, it's like sure, it's sure. an easy choice, and uh-huh. I'm just like pick something that you actually care about. You mm-hmm. know, like I always tell my students one semester. When, well, like one of my first semesters, I taught. I had a student do a speech. Well, he, he like he I do I always do like a yay or a nay topic selection with my students. Oh, sure. Like I have them announce their topic, and then the class literally gives them like thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, and I'm like, so if funny. everyone's giving you a thumbs down, you really have to like sell it. Like, why do you want to do it? Like, yeah. Like it, like obviously the class doesn't want to listen to that. You know. So the student... That's really cool. Yeah, so he's just like, I want to do coal production oh, as, God. like, my topic. And literally, he got a universal thumbs down. Yeah. And he was like, no, I swear I can make it interesting. Like, my family's been doing it, like, my whole life, you cool. know? Cool. And so I was just like, all right, you know, like, you if got... you think you can, you've got an uphill battle, but, right. uh, like, I'm willing to let you do it. And so it was one of the best speeches I've ever heard. He, he, like, so he had like cool. parallels to like cartoons from our childhood. And, I mean, I don't even remember exactly what he did, but uh, I just remember being blown away by it. That's like, I was awesome. just like, he made a speech about coal production, something that everyone enjoyed listening to. That's you know? so cool. So, and that's, I always use that as an example. I'm like, choose something that you are passionate about, you know? And like, and the other thing that I always do, although this came back to bite me in the ass one semester, I always tell my students, I'm like, if you can't think of a topic, pick a serial killer. Because I'm just like, at least for the informative speech. Sure. Like, the informative speech, yeah. I'm like, pick a serial killer. Because I'm like, everyone likes to listen to that kind of stuff. That's it's, so it's, true. It's interesting, you know, yeah. like, t- talking about a serial killer. And so like, once morbid like, curiosity. Yeah, exactly. Always. And so one semester I had serial killer palooza. Like, I literally had, like, probably ten students choose oh, serial killers. No. And so I was just like, okay, like, maybe I'll, like, shut my trap about serial That's killers so from now on. That's so funny. But You'll I, have to come up with another good yeah. uh, go-to. Because I always found that, like, my students who chose, like, in the past, like, when my students would choose, like, a, a serial killer and talk about like it was always one that everybody really liked you, so you would look around and people would be like oh you know into it you know? right right because it's such a you there's so much to unpack like, yeah the criminal side of things exactly and they, like psychological and there's like a story going along with right. it too you know right. yeah it's, it's engaging yeah. I've, I've I've been interested in Lizzie Borden ever since uh, yeah. Smart Guy did an episode about yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, cool. That's awesome. The what, uh, We couldn't go ahead and wrap it up. We've been at it for about an hour. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? What time is that? Uh, it's 6.20. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I know. It went really fast. Holy I told, shit. I just checked a little. Yeah, 55. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Okay. One of the last things, first of all, before I ask the last question I ask everyone, do you feel like there's anything else you can think of that's like favorite lie stories or one of the, one of your favorite, I know we've covered a lot of those or one of your favorite like things that came out of something that you told a story about or anything like that that you feel like is uncovered? Um... I mean, I told you while we were walking earlier today about how I got uh, people in Canada to believe about various American sex acts earlier today. That's great, yes. Um, so just for people back at home, I conv- I seriously convinced a large group of people for about 36 hours that a popular sex act in Chicago right now is gay men putting pop rocks up their asshole <laughs> and then getting fucked by a guy without a condom. And then when the guy comes, the cum hits the pop rocks and sets them off. And it's, it's an act called, called Sizzlin'. Sizzlin. <laughs> um, and people believe this. People actively believe this for a good day and a half. Oh, 
sizzling. And it, com- it made but, my life But complete. here's, this is also like case in point for how well you lie about things. You told McCray that you were going to do oh, it. Oh yeah, I had a backup. A fellow I, member. I had, I had, I, I, yeah, I had a fellow Big Brother cast member to back me up. I was like, when people would question me, I, I feel like I'm like looking at this thing. Like, when, <laughs> when, when people would question me about it, I would just be like, McCray, what's it called when you stick pop rocks up your ass and the cum sets them off? And he'd be like, oh, sizzling? <laughs> you know, and people were like, oh wow, I guess, I guess, I guess it's knows. a thing. Yeah, yeah. Even McCray knows, you know? So, I'm glad I'm glad we talked about sizzling. Me too. I thought about bringing it up, but yeah. like no, I wanted so, to leave it to you. I'm so glad I worked it in. Yeah. <laughs> if we hadn't worked in sizzling, I think we both would have regretted yep. it. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to think. The only other big one that I can think of that was intricate in college once, uh, yet again, Maria Riri Marinkova. <laughs> and Maria and, and our friend Caitlin got really drunk one night and they like went around the dorm that we were living in and stole a bunch of random things. But like uh, like useless things. Like, they stole like they stole like a plant and like a map off the wall right. and like a broom. You right, know? right, right. And so uh, me and my friend Sean, same person that I made up fake Maria with, mm-hmm. we go to the computer lab in the dorm and we get like U of I letter heading and like you know what I'm saying and like signatures and names and we like copy and paste them onto a, onto like a blank word document and compose a note to Maria and Caitlin. <gasps> And it's just like, and we sent it to Maria. So basically, it's like, dear Allen Hall resident in room like zero one two three. Uh-huh. We our video surveillance photo or footage shows you and a friend walking around the dorm stealing thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. <laughs> if you don't return every bit of merchandise that you stole to the to the Allen Hall front desk within twenty four hours, you will be removed from the university. <laughs> and so I knew the girl because because if you like, in order to access our mailboxes, you had to like go through the front desk. Uh-huh. But I knew the girl that worked at the front desk. Right. And her name was Angelina, and I was like, Angelina, like I need. An envelope, and I need you to put this in Maria Marinkova's mailbox. And she was, she was like, "Done." Oh, I love so. those kind of situations where, like, it's not what you know; it's who you know. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it's in really silly exactly. situations like that. And so I get a phone call from Maria the next day, and she's just like, "Oh my god!" And of course, she calls me because the universe is perfect. Yeah. She's just like, "Andy, oh my god, Caitlin and I got caught. Like, I'm going to be removed from the university." And I was just like, "Maria, what did you do?" You know. <laughs> and so. <laughs> And so she, I literally go down to a room, and she's literally it. I I just said literally twice, which is not But I go down to a room, and she's packing all this stuff into like a bag to take to the front desk. And I was just like, okay, I have to tell you, girl, like I made that, that up. Was like, me, that was me. That was a letter that I sent you, and she was like, oh my god, you know, yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. Uh, I feel like being friends with you is just constantly being on your toes. Yeah. Oh, we also once, because we lived in, our dorm was called Allen Hall, and it was, like, very, very uh, liberal. Like, mm-hmm. very, like, it was, like, the artsy hipster dorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my friend Sean, yet again, that. we had our friend Julia, who was, like, just as liberal as everyone else, but we, it was, like, um, George W. Bush was still president. And it was just, like... <laughs> Do you feel alienated in Allen Hall because you love George W. Bush? Then you come guys to, made Yeah, that. we made flyers. And it was like, then come to... And it was like a huge picture of George W. Bush, but a picture of Julia. And it was like, then come to Allen Hall Republicans meetings. And it was just like, headed by Julia Willett. Like, room blow. And we like put them all around the door. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Okay. The last question I'll ask is, and we've talked about this a little bit, and I would love to hear um, you speak to it a little bit more, is how do you feel like your love of lying has affected your life creatively? Okay. And then uh, just kind of in general. Yeah. Well, I feel like it, uh, creatively, I feel like it, when I'm doing it, I feel like it makes me like, I feel like it helps me. I feel like yeah. it makes me like I can think on my feet pretty fast. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I'm a pretty effective improviser as a result. Like I can, yeah. like, I don't like I don't. Go I on... love watching improvise oh, and improvising. But with like you. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm like amazing. But no. I, I don't go on stage and, and if, like, struggle. And, if, and like, if I was like. And if I didn't, I wouldn't say that. But yeah, yeah I miss improvising with yeah. you. Yeah. But like, I feel like I can go on stage and I can at least give other people that I'm with on stage like material to work with. Like, sure. I can think things up, you know? Sure. And so in that regard, definitely. Teaching too, I feel like I'm ready to tackle whatever comes my way, you know? Mm-hmm. Even if like, and I mean, being a public speaking teacher, I'm all about like, encouraging my students and making them feel comfortable. And so like, even if, if it involves like a little white lie to like, make them feel better about their confidence, sure. like things like that, you know? Right. Um, and then what was the other part of that? Uh, just your life in general. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like my friend, like, I feel like it's fun because like, it's, it's like a good source of entertainment for like me and my close friends. But I think once you're a close friend of mine, like you might be a victim of it. Like you were like when right. I said that your name was Phyllis, but yeah. like my close friends, like I'm not able to do this too because like they know me so well. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. And so like, it was funny having so many of them watch Big Brother. Like after I got off the show, they were just like, well, we could always tell that you were lying. Like, sure. You know? like, okay, absolutely. Like, yeah. It was so obvious to us because they know me so well. Uh-huh. But for people, I feel like this, this lying mostly affects people that do not know me too well. That's you know? so funny, which is probably for the best. Yes. <laughs> 
That's really cool. Man, this was great. Yeah. I'm so glad this was what oh we settled on to talk about. Me too. Everything. Thank me you too. so much for doing it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Andy, the way that I close every episode of the show is I say, I love you and I mean that. Oh, I love you and I mean it too. <laughs> this was the best. Yeah. <laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.